lovely listeners. My name is Sean Fennell. I'm the marketing guy at the Muskingum County Library System and your host of the podcast Reread, Rewrite, Recommend, or lovingly known as The Repod. Our guest is Rachel Archeron. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So we're very excited to have you back. It was so good. We needed to have you on again. Um, so I hear you have some pretty exciting stuff. Now, really quickly, do you have the same job you had when you were here before? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, Update before us. Before I was a customer service associate three, and now I'm an assistant librarian in the youth service department. So how has that change been? Um, exciting. And um, like I got promoted when I started to go to master school, so that was a lot of changes all at once. Mm, um, that is a lot. Yeah. But good. And for our listeners here, uh, Rachel is the proud graduate now. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, I graduated last Saturday. Excellent. From Kent State? Yes. And, yeah. and their master's in library information science. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So what do you love most about your new position now? I don't know. I like doing the programming a lot. Mm. And I like getting to help the kids. Like, I don't know, when they come up to the desk and ask, like, about books and stuff, I like to get to help them find things and encourage, like, them to read. Because that was one of my favorite parts about the library as a kid. Absolutely. I think it's interesting you bring that up because I... I guess it never really occurred to me that you have to provide reader's advisory, um, hashtag library jargon, um, to children as well. Like that's actually, that's that's pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. In my mind, it was like a lot about the parents and then they just kind of go wild until they come back to us later. But (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. I could only, I could only imagine finding the right book for the little kid, how Mm -hmm. that that feels. It's a lot of fun. Um, I kind of think it's easier than adults because you're just like what sort of things do you like and they're like trucks and you're like i have so many truck books <laughs> you're like i can handle trucks i can yeah. handle sharks i can handle clear topics yeah it's when people come in and they're like so the title was red there was romance <laughs> in it and i think it was set in spain yeah right yeah so and then all of course the uh, crazy you know subgenres in adult reading yeah. you know Amish sci-fi romance fiction or something <laughs> like that, um, which does exist. What? There, there. Well, I don't know if it's exactly, but there is a. <laughs> I found a book a while ago, and I believe the title was Amish Zombies in Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't read it, although you know, I really should. Um, but anyway, I was just like, now that is a subgenre. That folks. sounds fascinating. I know. I'm like. I, <laughs> Now that I say, I'm like, I kind of feel like, and I feel like there was a series, like they had other ones too. And I just remember <laughs> the cover of this book when it, when it came in, when I was working at a branch library and I was like shelving that for the first time. And I was like, huh, okay. My eyes are open. I had no idea that was a thing. And I'm kind of glad that it exists because yeah. it makes, it brings me joy every time I think about it. It brings me joy knowing about it now. <laughs> right? I should see if it's in our catalog. If not, I will recommend it. Yes. Uh, so, all right, and we also just wrapped up our summer reading here as well. Any favorite stories or things that happened during summer reading, uh, other than it being done, which we're allowed to be relieved on, even <laughs> though it is amazing and fun, it's so exhausting. Yeah, that was like the first one like that I actually like did programming and stuff for, because oh, um, yeah. last year was when I got hired, and so Elena and I, she got hired at the same time. Yeah. Um, we were both just training, so Katie planned the story times, and yeah. then we helped do them. Um, but we didn't do any programming. Um, so this year was a big thing, <laughs> kind of. I mean, because I've been here five years now, so yeah. I've done summer reading, but never, like, the whole planning programs and stuff. Exactly. And in youth, I mean, of course, summer reading is for, for everyone in all ages. Um, but, you know, we have done summer reading for children for just forever. So it is particularly stressful and busy time for us <laughs> at the library during the summer. 
Um, usually when people ask me what the busiest season for the library is, and I'm like, you're not going to believe me, but it is the summer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is the summer. Yeah. Um, so we had a really wonderful time. We met our goal. Was it 2.6 million minutes read or something like that? I think that? like that, yeah. Yeah, really, really incredible. Um, I honestly was a little bit, oh, man, I didn't I didn't know if we were going to be able to meet that goal. I was just like, that seems a bit audacious. Yeah, um, I think it was like a few days before the last day that we got there. Yeah, it was right at the very, very end, and it was it was so exciting when mm-hmm. that happened. I'm like, yes, we did it. Yes. I was like, Katie I've been ran around the workroom. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much celebrating was had. Yes. See, when you participate in summer reading, you make librarians happy. <laughs> so if that, if for nothing else, it's the best thing. Yes. Best thing that we could do. All right. So you have some pretty great titles for us here. I have a little bit of a sneak preview, but I'm going to let you introduce them. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what is your reread? Um, a Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Okay. Tell us. Tell us more. How many times have you uh, <laughs> reread it? Um, the first one, just once. But the second um, and third one, I don't know how many times. Really? So yeah. not the first one, but the second and the third yeah. rereading. Why is that? Um, so the first one is like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And... Oh, why did I not ever make that connection <laughs> until this very <laughs> second, Rachel? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. On, on it. <laughs> that is my favorite Disney movie. But then when you get to the second one, you find out that Tamlin's not the greatest guy. And then, I mean, there were hints in the first book. Mm. Um, but I was just like Farah, And I was like invested. And I was just like, yeah, go for him. Um, and then <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't like rereading their romance that much. Yeah. Because I don't like him now. Because <laughs> now you're like, I have more information about you, and yeah. you are not who you represent me. So no. for those of our listeners that haven't listened to mm-hmm. A Court of Thorn and Roses, head there. Yeah. Um, tell us just a really quick summary, some some kind of teasers on, on that. So um, Feyre is a human and lives in the human world, and there's a wall between her world and the Fae's. And she kills a wolf at the beginning of the book. And then a fae shows up and is like, I'm kidnapping you. And you're going to come back with me because you killed one of my people. Um, And that's where the Beauty and the Beast comes in. And then um, there's more to it. She finds out there's a curse going on. And she um, starts to fall in love with Tamlin, the fae. And um, you find out that a bunch of the fae are trapped under the mountain by this evil fae lady, um, Amarantha. And kind of goes from there. Um, and then book two is a retelling of Hades and Persephone. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think book three is a retelling of anything. Um, it's doing its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I just really like book two a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about book two specifically that you were just like, this is my favorite out of it? Because it's a trilogy, is that correct? Um, or are they going to so do more? There's a trilogy, and then there was a novella, and now she's doing like a separate thing. Um, her sister Nesta had a book, and she's going to do one on her other sister Elaine. Hmm. And I think the sixth one, or I guess technically seventh with the novella, is supposed to be about Morrigan, um, one of the other fae. Okay. Um, so I don't know if she's writing more than that. But there's going to be at least seven. So it's a pretty robust universe if people yeah. are looking for something to kind of invest in a universe. This yes. is a good one. Because they are also not short. 
No, um, and they keep getting longer. Like the one about Nesta was like I feel like six hundred pages or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really um, enjoyed that one too. I just haven't reread it yet because um, the school thing. <laughs> yeah, because you know, <laughs> you were also getting your master's in one year. You did like the crazy accelerated yeah. program, yeah. which is just intense. While working full time, yeah, and apparently rereading <laughs> Sarah J. Maas novels like they are candy, <laughs> or at least the second book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but I like the second one, um, like. And there's like these themes of like Feyre healing and from the mm. trauma of the first one and like her human life and I don't know she really comes into her own um, and uh, Resand is just great. I mean that sounds I don't know that sounds really nice. Mm. I'm trying to kind of remember actually I'm I know I read the first one because everything you said it was making sense mm-hmm. and I was remembering. I don't know if I've read any others. I think I just read the first one, so I'm going to have to give that second you book should, a listen. Because the second one is, like, so much better, Yeah. in my opinion. Do we need to reread the first, probably? Um, I mean, if you go into it knowing, like, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. yeah, I feel like you can probably jump into the second one. All right. Because it starts kind of like soon after. It starts with um, Feyre and Tamlin are supposed to be getting married. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it goes from there. So when do we learn that he's not such a great... Pretty early in that one, because um, she's not so happy about the marriage situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she ends up like having a freak out, and then Resan comes and kidnaps her away. Basically, it's <laughs> a lot of kidnapping. Yeah, a lot of kidnapping yeah. happening. I mean, he does tell her like, "You can leave." I just like, you you seem distressed. <laughs> like, I figured I should get you out of there for that. Yeah. Um, but he does tell her, like, you're free to go. I'm not keeping you here. Okay. Which so. is different from Tamlin in the first one. He was like, you're staying here with me. <laughs> you know what? Now that you said that, I did read the second book. <laughs> and it is good. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, because I don't, I just in my mind, I'm like, I don't think I finished that one. I think this is the only book series that you you brought today that I've, that I've read. So <laughs> I'll have significantly less to say in the future. <laughs> Perhaps. But no, I, I think that's awesome. It's it's interesting. I think you might be the first uh, guest that has um, re- basically put the put a series as mm-hmm. their reread and picked one of the one of the books out yeah. of that series as the reread. I and I love that it's the second one. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's pretty funny. I like that. Yeah. Oh, um, also, um, that is where we took our last name from when we got married. Um, <gasps> Feyre Archeron. So that is where my last name came from. Okay, I'm going to need you to explain that. <laughs> um, so when Rowan and I were getting married, we were like, we don't really like either of our last names. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we decided to, like, pick our own. And, um, like, we just finished reading the second or third one, maybe. Okay. Um, we were somewhere in the middle of the series. And um, we were both like, we really like this character in this series and this book. And we liked the way Archeron sounded. And Yeah. I don't know. I think it flows nicely with my name. It's a cool last name. Yeah. It yeah. is a cool last name for sure. Mm-hmm. I did not know it came from yeah. this very book. Yes, that you are saying we need to reread. I'm gonna have to reread the whole thing now just because of that. <laughs> just because of that. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually got married in the library. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Yes. All right. So um, let's see what year was it now? 2019. Mm-hmm. It was 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. It's been a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, we both grew up in this library, so. Yeah. So it made a lot of sense, a lot of, you know, I love that. That is heartwarming. That is very heartwarming. 
Anything else you want to share with us about your reread, though? I mean, I feel like we need to explore it more just because of your last name, but, <laughs> you know, I know you probably have other books that you want to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like I hit the major points yeah. there. Major points. Yeah, definitely just, worth a reread. Yes. Um, and I will say that now when li- hearing you re-talk, like, talk about it, it's reminding me of the feeling I kind of had in that world and how encompassing it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it is a well articulated world yeah she's really good at world building like i mm-hmm. i love her other series too i haven't read um the one that's in modern day but throne of glass i've read in love as well mm. um i've read those a few times as well okay. now too um there's i think seven of those total nice um but yeah it's just and they, they're all kind of interconnected but not mm-hmm. really like mm. the same world framework but in different times and places so Tell us about your rewrite, one of my favorite sections of the podcast. <laughs> so tell us, what is your rewrite? Um, so it is Tell It to the Bees. Tell It to the Bees. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's by Fiona Shaw. Okay. Um, so I read it originally, and there's also a movie, um, which has Holiday Granger and Anna Paquin in it. Mm-hmm. And I actually like the movie better than the book. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. Um, Tell me everything. Why? <laughs> so the book is a romance between these two women in like 1950s or 60s, um, England or Scotland. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly where. Um, but the one is the local doctor, um, which is kind of odd for the time. She took over for her father. And the other one is married to this man and... Um, he used to be in the army and like he's kind of just stopped paying attention to her Mm -hmm. Um, and she works at the factory and takes care of their son and she meets the doctor through her son and they kind of start to become friends and then from there fall in love but i feel like the movie did it better (laughs) um so in the movie you see more of them interacting and like getting to know each other and like you have the chemistry of them like actually growing closer I feel like the book, it was just very sudden, and I didn't, like, sense any chemistry between them, and it kind of just, like, they went on a hike one day and then started kissing. <laughs> and I was just like, where did this come from? <laughs> just kind of felt a little out of the blue. Yeah, like, I, it felt, like, very early in the book, and it also felt like there was a lot less tension and, like, mm. drama going on, and, like, the movie did a good job of developing that, too, with the husband. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just a beautifully shot movie. And, like, the book just felt like you went from A to B to D. Too quickly. And, yeah, and, like, just skipped complete letters and mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, I read it, and I kind of was just like, well, that was disappointing. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, there's a movie. I might as well watch that. <laughs> and I didn't expect to like it. And yeah. then I was like, no, this is good. This is what I wanted from the book. Wow. I mean, it does happen. I feel like it's rare, but it absolutely does happen. Yeah. Um, I had a similar experience with the film Brokeback Mountain, actually. Ah, yeah. Because I, I, I saw I was in some random bookstore, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere, and I saw it. I saw this tiny, tiny little book. Yeah. It said Brokeback Mountain. I was like, what? So I picked it up. I read it in, in this life. I ended up buying it, too, because I felt, I felt bad. But, um, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so like literally that entire film, which is beautiful, you know, so mm-hmm. beautifully shot. Yeah. And it's such a gorgeous story. Yeah. Um, heartbreaking. Yeah. But gorgeous. Um was from this this tiny, tiny little short story, essentially. Um, So I think that's another kind of case of where, I mean, was it well-written? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is the movie better? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, we are here to talk about <laughs> intelligent bees. <laughs> so, and it, what would you, I guess, how would you want them to change the book? Like, what would you want them to add or do? more interactions with them like actually together oh. and showing like their relationship growing and the character development yeah was missing. yeah okay. like i feel like it could have been more and it wasn't it was a decent sized book it was like 200 pages or so yeah i mean that's enough to do a little bit of character development for yeah. sure yeah and i feel like there just wasn't a whole lot huh. so i would have definitely added more character development maybe added a bit more of the tension that the movie had mm-hmm. like because it felt like everything was just really simple yeah. And like with the time period and everything, I feel like that's probably not how it would have gone. Oh, probably not. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would yeah. doubt that. Yeah. Like there was some tension, like the people in the town um, wanted to stop going to see the doctor. Eventually they were like, oh, well, it's fine. And hmm. yeah, like it was just, uh, I don't know. It felt like too neat. The yeah. Did. Okay. I see. It's too neat. <laughs> yeah. You need a little mess. Yeah. So basically, you want like the author the to make drama. it a little bit messier. You want more drama, more yeah. meat, more, yeah. more everything. Yeah. So basically, what it sounds like is like you love the premise, you love the setting, mm-hmm. the whole deal, but it's like more. Yeah. Like, I don't Got know if it, it needed to be longer or what, but I wanted more in it because yeah. it, like, I don't know, I felt like it didn't really stick. Like, I don't know. Like, I read it and I was like, oh, that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing that yeah. happened, but then the movie was great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, the acting was beautiful. Like everything awesome. was so good. Like I ten out of ten recommend the movie. <laughs> I love that. I love that we have a rewrite that is also a recommend into a a movie, which yes. we also offer at the library as well. You can we check do. out. That so, is where I got yeah. it from. Look at that. Mm-hmm. All you need is your library card, folks. Yes. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to share about your rewrite? Mm, no, I think that's it. Okay. Well then, drum roll, please. <laughs> what is your recommend? So it is Codename Verity by Elizabeth Wine. Codename Verity? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know that one. Tell me a little bit about it. What is it? Um, so it is a YA book. And Love it. it is during World War II. Okay. Um, with a female pilot. Uh-huh. And um, a female, sp- you find out she's a spy. Mm. Um, and it's written primarily through her um her code name is verity mm-hmm. um, which is french for truth i believe mm-hmm. yeah yeah um um she's writing like her experiences in the war effort for the germans that have captured her mm. um and like she keeps saying over and over again that she's telling the truth in this and um like there are other captives there who are kind of like angry at her for it because she's like giving them information and they're like, we're being tortured and you're just giving them what they want. Yeah. And like the Nazis are obviously not the nicest people to her. So she's like getting tormented by them and the other, ca- the other captives. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so most of it is through her point of view and you hear her talking about her friend, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, her code name was Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk? Kitty Hawk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, she, like, you see their friendship growing and, like, how they got to know each other and how their stories are interwoven, even though they've spent, like, a good portion of the war in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually you take over from Kitty Hawk's perspective. Oh, wait. So it switches perspective, yeah. like, kind of midway through then? 
or uh, two thirds to midway, yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around in there. Okay, the book I just finished switched on like the last like epilogue portion, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I think it was the epilogue. I'm pretty sure it was Fourth Wing that did that. Oh, I anyway. still haven't read that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I recommend it. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, it's a pretty good one. But yeah, at the very, very end, like, because I, I, you know, I think all of our listeners know I'm a huge audiobook nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll just listen to the long, you know, have my narrator on there for like 12 hours, and all of a sudden some dude is in my phone, and I'm like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Uh, and then I just kind of realized that I'm like, oh, it's, we, we switch perspectives. So I'm assuming the sequel to Fourth Wing will be from his perspective. We'll see what happens. But anyway. Because um, Kitty Hawk is trying to find Verity. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been working with some people um, to kind of see if they can figure out where she is, um, which she does eventually. Um, I will leave like what happens with that resolution because it's very spoilery. <laughs> oh, we're pro spoiler. <laughs> okay. So spoiler coming up. So um, they find out where Verity is, okay. and they find out she's actually going to be moved. So they're like, we can go rescue her, um. Um, which is fantastic. But um, earlier in the book, um, Kitty Hawk and Verity had had a couple conversations about like their greatest fears, and Verity said she was afraid of being tortured and like dying like violently, and... She'd also mentioned um, that one, I think, general guy or something, Hardy, um, hmm. or I can't remember his name, but his last words were, kiss me, Hardy, kiss me quick. So when Kitty Hawk finds her, uh-huh. um, they realize, oh, we can't actually rescue her, um, and Verity sees her there and shouts that at her. Um, so Kitty Hawk shoots her <gasps> so she doesn't get taken away yeah. and tortured because um, she was going to the... Night and Fog. I can't remember the German yeah, thing for it. I can't remember either. Like Nacht and Nebel, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, but that's where she was going, so she wasn't coming back from there. So, um, yeah, I read this originally in high school, so like over Ooh. 10 years ago, and I like remembered it viscerally when I reread it um, for class a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to that point, and I was like, okay, here it comes. Here are you know what's happening. It made me cry both times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, the writing is just good. And, like, they both have different voices, mm-hmm. which sometimes I feel like with dual perspectives in the same book, you don't get that. Yeah. Like, it feels like the same person. Um, these felt distinctly like two different people. Um, I just, it's it's really good. Like, it's lingered with me since high school. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, it's like, um for me, I in high school, I read the... I'll never forget, like, reading the first, like, the opening chapter of The Handmaid's Tale, how mm-hmm. that was described in that. And, like, the the description of that gymnasium mm-hmm. was, again, it was a visceral reaction. Yeah. For, you know, and so, I don't know. I, I definitely understand the kind of having this these moments in books that, that live with you, and then when you reread them. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, 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 they hit the same. Hit, yeah. They hit the same. Yeah. 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 So, tell us just a little bit more mm-hmm. about... So what is the what are the merits? What are the reasons? Why are we recommending? Why is your like out of all the books that you've read, which are many, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 many books. Yeah, you read a lot of books. Um, I'm sure that'll increase now that you're out of graduate school. Yeah, um, I haven't been able to figure out how to read for fun again yet. I've been reading some <laughs> graphic novels, um, but that the other ones, help. I'm like, this is a lot of information right now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I went to graduate. school school and didn't really I, I it probably took me at least a year or two out of grad school to 
fully yeah. and I, I had to start with something and this is no dig on the book because I read every single one of them uh, it was the Twilight series that got me back in because my friends were like hey want to go see some dumb like vampire <laughs> movie and I'm like yeah sure <laughs> so I went out and I'm like um, this is really good I like this and so then I picked up the books because mm-hmm. and I, I was I was <laughs> I was in a grocery store at like you know super late at night because that's when I like to do my shopping because I was you know young and didn't have a schedule that yeah. was normal <laughs> And so um, I remember just walking by some, like, dollar book bin and seeing, <laughs> like, the Twilight book in there. And I'm like, eh, why not? <laughs> and then I couldn't put the silly series down. I read those, like, really quick. Yeah, it was fast. Yeah. And then I moved directly because I had read a few Harry Potter before, but I hadn't finished because I went to school. Mm-hmm. And when you go into school, apparently reading yeah. isn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then I, like, immediately went through and listened to... Actually, no, those ones I read physically, all, all mm-hmm. of both those series. Yeah, I wasn't, that was before um, audiobooks were quite as available where you could just download them for free from your library mm-hmm. using Overdrive, Libby, or Hoopla, a little shameless plug right there, <laughs> um, which is where I get most of my books these days, if we're being honest. Yeah, but yeah no, I definitely, I, I had to find something that was just like pure, mm-hmm. pure entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Pure entertainment. Yeah, I haven't. Like, I, I, I mean, I just graduated a week ago, so. Jeez, Rachel. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Stephanie told me, too, that it took her about a year. Yeah. like, I hope it doesn't take that long. <laughs> 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 like, um, graphic novels have been great so far because there's not, like, you get the pictures and it's yeah. not a lot of, like, big block of text. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to, like, trigger that kind of must-study yeah. response. Yeah. I haven't tried an audiobook yet, um, but I'm thinking that might also help. <laughs> ah, yeah. Pick a, you know, pick one with some like, really fun narration mm-hmm. or something like that. There's a lot of really good ones out yeah. there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a pretty incredible book. You have a pretty big breadth of, of titles. Is there any other kind of bonus books that you want to uh, talk about? What are you reading right now, if anything? Because I know <laughs> you just talked about your graphic novels. Any graphic novels? Um. I haven't started it yet. I just checked out um, Tegan and Sarah wrote a graphic novel memoir about they middle school. They did not. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Alyssa ordered I saw it come in one day and I was like, I have to read this because <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Me um, too. Yeah. So I have it downstairs, but I haven't like started it yet because yeah. I just got it. Um, but it looks really good. Um, and I, I love Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> Me too. I, that's, that's exciting. I'll uh-huh. have to put that on hold after then mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being our guest today and sharing all of your all of your rereads and rewrites and recommends and giving us an update on what you have been doing. It's been about a year, I think, since your last podcast. I'll have to look, uh, but maybe like a year and a half know, or so. A year and a yeah. half or so. Yeah. So a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Got a brand new shiny degree, <laughs> brand new <laughs> position. Yep. Um, and you're trying to rediscover a love of reading yeah. after being. <laughs> forced <laughs> to read things that maybe not would that probably wouldn't have made this list i noticed no. none of your textbooks no <laughs> made made this list i'm very surprised <laughs> yeah no well before it's i let you go dense oh how many dense texts mm, dense I, th- I was thinking hail damage for some reason i was like dense text what does that even mean no, no dense yeah, yeah absolutely i i i agree yeah i First year of graduate school, they put me as the TA for the theory class. So that was that was a little intense. Uh, sounds like it would be. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I went from an undergrad to grading undergraduate papers, and I was like, "Oh, this was a very fast transition." 
Um, <laughs> and these articles are not made to be uh, very readable. No. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, the jargon in some of them are just like, mm. I don't understand what this means quite yet. Right. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to need a glossary, please. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a hard question. Mm. Well, potentially. But for all the folks out there that are like, I wonder what library school is like and what you learn. Mm-hmm. What are your biggest takeaways? What are your things that you're like, wow, that was something I didn't think about or something that you're like, that's going to be valuable? Um, well, I took a lot of user responses, obviously. Yes. Um, and a lot of those were really interesting. Um, the teen class was great because teens are a really hard demographic to get to come here um, and keep coming back. Yeah, um, they so really that one are. was valuable. Um, I really liked, um, I took this one on diverse populations. Mm-hmm. There was a whole unit on um, prison librarians, which oh. I never thought of. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, sh- we had a guest lecturer, mm-hmm. and she had been a prison librarian for 30 or 50, 30 or 40 years. Wow. Um, yeah, now, that would be an interesting career, it, for it sure. It was, um, like, there was, I think, five total videos with her, and I was like, these are fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, does that mean you're going to try and leave us to be a prison librarian, <laughs> Rachel? Is no, that what? <laughs> I don't know that I've cut out for that. <laughs> she said you have to be, like, very, like, strict and kind of careful with what you say. Like, and you, like, here, like, you want to try and help people, but there mm-hmm. she said you start with no. And here we start with, yes, how can I? Yeah. 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 She said in there you start with no, and then if you can, you work with them, but you just automatically just go, no. <laughs> oh, wow. That is the exact opposite of I, everything yeah. we were trained in public I know, libraries. I yeah. don't, like, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do it either. No. I'm too helpful. I know, I, I like know. helping people. I like helping. Yeah. So something kind of strange about me that you may not know relating to prisons. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pause for dramatic tension. Now, I um, interned at a women's correctional facility oh. in Oregon during a summer and i taught um art history and art classes that's cool to a group of about 20 um inmates there for the summer and it was just it it was a life-changing experience for sure just Mm -hmm. hearing from these it was a women's correctional facility so it was all women in in the class and just like little things like hearing their stories you know because as we were kind of doing studio time and things like that because of course they couldn't work on the pieces when i wasn't there yeah um, and there was an armed guard outside the room <laughs> and, like, another, like, employee in the room and me. Um, and I had to, like, the paintbrushes that I brought in couldn't have any metal on them. Oh. Um, the paint tubes couldn't have metal. Um, <laughs> and I had to count and lock up every single piece of supply um, that we had, including counting staples on the canvases jeez yeah it was pretty crazy yeah um but these were they were such amazing women and it was just heartbreaking to hear Mm -hmm. a lot of their stories but um the thing that sticks with me the most is just the feeling of being inside a space like that is it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. you know it's i mean you know i got i went in for you know i don't know three hours at a time and it took me time to kind of recalibrate myself after mm-hmm. leaving that space just because of all of the like austerity of the the space and all of the like you know the doors and the locking and yeah. just the, the the general vibe of it is yeah. <laughs> is rough um so i was happy that i was able to kind of 
bring a little bit of mm-hmm. fun or joy into people's lives while I was there. And, that, you know, they taught me probably more than I taught them, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, so, yeah, I understand the – it is an interesting topic, sad topic. Yeah. Heartbreaking. But yeah. it is I, – I can understand how that would be pretty fascinating. Yeah. Like, I don't know, she, like, talked about, like, a lot of the good she was able to do mm-hmm. in that environment. And yeah. Like, it is important, and, like, like I said, I'd never even thought about it before. That's excellent. Well, thank you again for sharing, again, all your books and recommendations and a little bit of insight into the uh, the world of library school. Yes. For <laughs> sure. And thank you for listening to Reread, Rewrite, Recommend. <laughs> <laughs>